Welcome to the Life Creation Podcast. I'm your host, Andrina Tisi. Together, we will explore thoughts, inspirations, and conversations that feed our soul, spark the mind, and nourish the body. Thank you so much for being here to learn and grow and for walking this journey called life with me. Hi there, I'm so happy for you to tune into the Life Creation Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. My guest today is Stephanie Zimmermann-Gaston and I met her in beautiful Vancouver. Must be about eight years ago. So shortly before I moved back to Switzerland and we were both living in the beautiful city of Vancouver at that time. And I remember us walking the seawall and um, just exchanging our experience with yoga and living in Switzerland and living in Canada and Stephanie at that point definitely had some really good insights for me just before I moved back to Zurich. So Stephanie is a wealth of knowledge. She is a physiotherapist, a yoga instructor and a anatomy educator and with her family she now is based in Zurich as well. In our conversation, we talk about certain misconceptions there still exists about yoga and how important it is to work with our body and not against it, <laughs> and the changes that come through age, lifestyle, injury, as well as pregnancy, and how important it is to adapt our movement and um, our practice. I love Stephanie's curious mind to explore the body and constantly learn. After her training as a physiotherapist in 2003, the direction of preventive health through motion quickly defined her passion. Yoga was an ideal companion to evolve from rehabilitation into preventive health education in the field of health and yoga. She's the founder of Health and Yoga Switzerland and organizes health and yoga events, works as a physio and yoga therapist, a yoga teacher and educator locally and nationally. She has a ton of information on her website as well as on Instagram and YouTube. And of course, we will, we will link everything into the show notes. And you will find out more about Stephanie on healthandyoga.ch. We'll also include, and I'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the episode, a special offer for all listeners to get two for one My Strength Ability Strap. And you will know more about what that is at the end of the episode because Stephanie will talk about that. And before we jump over to my conversation with her, I want to let you know 
that I have revamped my gifts for you section on my website. So if you go to andrinatc.com forward slash gifts for you, you will find something for all aspects, whether it's yoga, meditation, EFT, essential oils, or if you're kind of in a fog and need more clarity, there is a five-step journey to move you right into that. And now I wish you lots of inspiration from the episode with Stephanie. Well, Stephanie, it's so good to have you on the Life Creation Podcast. Thank you for taking your time. Well, thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So as with all my guests, we start with this or that. So I'm just going to hit you right away. Hit it. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Ocean or mountains? Oh, ocean. <laughs> Ronja Räubertochter or Pippi Langstrumpf? Ronja die Räubertochter. <laughs> Sunflowers or roses? Flowers. Which one? Sunflowers or roses? Sunflowers. Ah, sunflowers, yes. Yeah. Thank you. You were fast. Oh, love it. It's all intuitive here. <laughs> exactly. And tomorrow might look different. Exactly. <laughs> so um, we have lots of different topics to talk about today. And what triggered me kind of to reach out to you is this thought that I feel many people still have today that the more flexible we are in yoga, the better. And I have a feeling you have lots of wisdom for us about that. <laughs> yes, flexibility, mobility, right? I really feel it's overrated. Flexibility is overrated. And we get sometimes caught up in this external focus on how a pose looks. And yes, most advanced poses demand a high level of mobility, but they also demand integrity. And that takes a lot of practice and a lot of work. So just want to make sure we include the second one yeah. when we practice. And you mentioned mobility. Is there a difference for you in terms of mobility and flexibility? Well, yes, you can differentiate the, the two terms, but they get used as the same. So when I say mobility, flexibility, um, I right now mean the same. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Caught up in that. Yeah. No, that's good. And what do you think? Because you know, we always hear, or not always, but a lot of people say like, well, I'm not flexible enough to, um, to do yoga. And um, I always also try to show my students as well that, you know, yes, being flexible, like you said, or mobility um, can have advantages, but also can have disadvantages. And um you know, everybody wants to be either more, either stronger or more flexible. So how can we incorporate both into our practice as well as into our teaching? Yeah, that's a big one. So when we teach a regular class, we have a wild mix of both, right? We have the 
the more stiffer ones and the very mobile ones. And we kind of got to cover it all. And it's a huge difference of what the one or the other needs. So I always say bless the stiff because you don't have to worry about losing your integrity constantly as you move into a pose, whereas a more mobile or perhaps even hypermobile person has to constantly like regain that power of integrity and of muscular energy and of joint alignment and joint congruency. And it's the much more challenging way of practicing. And what's interesting about it, I always feel like we are, have all such tendency to go the path of least resistance. Yes. So the stiff one thinks, oh, it requires mobility. It's not for me. But really, that's exactly what his body may need to feel more open or more awake or more alive. And then, you know, the, the hypermobile type might be, oh, power yoga. No, I'd rather go to, you know, more the kapha yin classes kind mm -hmm. of thing. Path of least resistance, right? Where though they could actually take away so much more from it muscularly demanding practice, practice mm -hmm. where they're required to work on their, um, I don't want to say the word weaknesses, mm -hmm. <laughs> where they're required in their, to work in their potential. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I notice even within my body, right? Like the, and I think that also changes over the years with the practice, right? And one point we feel like we are stiffer and suddenly we move into the other extreme and we have to kind of pull ourselves together. And of course we see it or feel in our own body, but we also see it you know, as teachers in, in our students. So then also allowing for the practice to change over, over time. Absolutely, right? Different life stages demand different form of movement, just like a body requires different form of nutrition at a young age versus an old age. It's the same thing. Like I have this example that if you only eat salads for 20 years, you're going to be anemic at some point. Like it's not going to be sufficient nutrition. Same for movement practices. If you keep doing the same thing over and over at some point, you may lack the other. And that's a really good key point, which leads me into the next question in terms of how can we incorporate different movement modalities you know we like for example i personally had this experience at in vancouver <laughs> i did um the sun run and instead of training to go to run i just went to yoga yeah. i'm still suffering from it right now because of my knee <laughs> right oh. um so how can we kind of i guess open our mind, open our practice, not, not only yoga practice, but our movement practice to, mm. to switch it up, to, to notice also what, what is needed <laughs> right now, because sometimes that's not always so easy, I find, to, to know because we all have our, our blind spots. Absolutely. I, you just make me think of the food pyramid, Mm -hmm. And just like there's a food pyramid, there's a movement pyramid as well, where, you know, to maintain 
a healthy, strong body, there's a certain amount of cardiovascular demand you have to go through. Just also like there's a demand of strengthening and stretching or mobility enhancing motion. So the different components in nutrition, the same, right? We can't just eat proteins like, or just leaves, like we got to mix it up. And the same for me is true when we look at health through movement. And how did you, or how do you incorporate that into your teaching your practice in terms of yoga now, because you have this functional training aspect Mm -hmm. and even that, what is functional training for you or for people who may be not so familiar, what that means, maybe you can explain a little bit and how do you, or how can we incorporate it into our yoga practice, into our movement practice? Absolutely. Let me start with the word functional. I actually Googled it before this talk. I wanted to see what's out there about it, right? Besides the word fun in it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, good. I didn't even see that, but that's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) The word functional, like when you look at how it's been used in society, it's been since 1990, it's been used like over the top and it's continuing to rise. And it's a good term because it means. It relates to something practical and useful. And to me, when I say functional yoga, it's really meeting the individual where their practice becomes life enhancing to them, where it serves them in their daily life to, you know, let's take a 90 year old to be able to stand up and sit down on his own and keep strengthening his legs every time he does it, right? Or, um, it doesn't have to be that extreme, but it could go to a regular person who sits all day in a, you know, we, most of us have a pretty sedentary lifestyle, right? We like, we sit a lot and we sit flexed. And then if you go to practice on only do forward folds, it's going to create some imbalances. So if you want to be functionally addressing that, including your posture, you will be bringing in more strengthening more back extension more back line more extensor lines um uh to to balance what you do in your daily life most of the time and that's really what functional needs it's meeting the individual and making sure the practice becomes something life enhancing and sustainable for that person I love it. It's also like, you know, the term functional medicine over the last, what is it, like 10 years has has become such a term that we're so familiar with now, right? So hopefully functional movement is going to be in a few years more, more common known as well. I have great hopes. <laughs> yes, yes. And to to also bring into any movement practice the, the you know bring the intelligence in that we have where we in the vet like we have it in the east we have it in the west both wisdoms right but to unite the which is currently here the more scientific knowledge into the movement practice is this is amazing it's something we never had before but it needs to 
it demands change. It demands evolving. It means it demands questioning. It demands um, looking at it from different angles as well. Yeah, and how did you, for yourself, find it? Like, how was your, I mean, your, you know, uh, physiotherapist and, and the yoga teacher, and so you you kind of created your own, almost your own style with this um, functional training or functional yoga aspect. Tell us a little bit how it came to that. Right, yeah. So as a physiotherapist, a while in training, I really felt attracted to preventative health through motion mm -hmm. because I saw a lot of um, things that could have been prevented. And I'm like, well, why not grab it at the base, <laughs> you know? And then that got me into the yoga practice. And... Um, I mean, it's it's evolving as well. Like I had a very different type of practice myself back then, which is almost 20 years ago than, than I have now. But um, this, this individual approach definitely was enhanced through physiotherapy because you always work one-on-one -on -one with people. Yes. And you like include their individual need, A, And then B, what has evolved from that was also own body issues, <laughs> pain, injuries, uh, experiencing experiences, also two pregnancies that had their um, left their traces and that now demand a different form of movement. And really that's what continues to evolve it and build it. You can't say it's finished at all, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, I've just learned again about two weeks ago that injury can be such a good teacher and sometimes we don't want it, but. <laughs> it is the best. It, it's, and, and when you're in it, you really don't want it, but you learn so much about your body, about your 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 triggers. And, and I think, you know, like, what you said as well is like coming from that point as well that our body changes our our needs change and then allowing that our movement practice to change with it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and um what i meant to say at this i had a mental note here for that as well <laughs> how it changes, your tissue changes as well, right? Like your hormonal cocktail changes. Um, perhaps your awareness of stress in your body changes too. And all these things will, will need to be included. And your body is the greatest teacher of them all. And when we manage to get into that introspection, well, really what the practice teaches us, right? To not like orient ourselves only on the outside, but really draw inward and find that inner teacher. I feel like we have lots of wisdom and knowledge and then we just gotta stand by it and do it. And Yes, and sometimes I find that's not always so easy by ourselves. Absolutely. And I think that's why we also go to class um, 
but also, you know, for you also as a physiotherapist, and, you know, there's so many different um, body therapy in, in a way. Um, it, it may even be just a massage, but acupuncture, which is a whole other uh, philosophy or, um, you know, osteopathy, whatever it may be, do you recommend that on a regular basis or more as a pain management when really needed, when there is some sort of, you know, maybe even an injury or disalignment, or do you say, hey, it is really good to have somebody from that angle look at your body on a regular basis? Oh, it's huge. If you find the right professional for you to guide you and to, let's say, pay into your health account, not only when you're sick, when you're in the minus, you know, or thrown overboard, but just to learn from your own system and regulate your system and know where you can go when something is now completely off track, like this is huge. Now I absolutely recommend it. But I also believe eventually or through all these experience, we got to become our own body workers in a way. Like um, this is not really pro physiotherapy, what I'm saying right now. <laughs> my goal was always to have clients as short as needed. Like I would treat them, but really like the self-responsibility and the like taking charge, the self-empowerment of, oh, what do you do when this, you know, my right performance acts up? Yes, you can do self-release. You just need to know how, right? And um, if you have the one or the other tendency to know how you can bring that into balance, like this is huge. And yes, um, this is a knowledge and intuition and the right time, right place that will, will get you there and guide you there. But eventually you will have, all this knowledge inside you and you use you use that teacher as well yeah. yeah and then you can kind of take different aspects from different teachers again or um body workers and, and bring it also a little bit together for your for your body really and for your own practice absolutely and then you include that and you bring it in or maybe you get at your physiotherapist, some strengtheners for something. And then you're like, okay, I may be able to do that one exercise also in Warriors 3 and just, you know, stay there and repeat it 10 times and um, do it, like include it every time I practice. I include this one or the other thing that helps me to integrate and stabilize or whatever it is you need. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it goes beyond the body too. You have to like the physical is one thing right but in the practice of yoga really it's a lot about getting to know your own nervous system as well and if you get a hand on that like what makes your nervous system rise and how you can descend that this is huge <laughs> like huge, yeah. stress can be such a big cause and we all have it to a certain extent in our lives and to recognize the stresses is often enough to deal with them but you must recognize them before they already kind of just manifest in a in a um you know pain that now lets you be going to the doctor on all four yeah <laughs> emergency you know 
Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, Western medicine is amazing. We we have so much that we can um, that we know and that we can surf with. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and you designed and created this amazing strap. <laughs> And yeah, and yeah, you know, you're also very generous of um, having a special offer for the listeners, which will, of course, include in the show notes and everything. But talking about the strap, and I am using mine, <laughs> oh, I love to hear that. Awesome. Uh, not to the um, I want to use it more, <laughs> okay. but um, um. I could imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I could imagine you created that strap because something was missing, missing for you somewhere out there. <laughs> you caught it. <laughs> you caught it. No, absolutely. I mean, I want to say at first, I mean, a resistant loop band is not a new invention, but when I worked, especially in anatomy trainings, teaching functions, which It's a huge difference, by the way, if you do study only anatomy or if you study functional anatomy, where you learn to bring the structures into function and usage, right? Beautiful. It has been, like, it took me 10 years to kind of make that transition from anatomy and what those structures mean on the paper, let's say, yeah. versus what it means in a practice or in an application, like, and it's ongoing, like, um, it's a process and it will never end. Mm -hmm. anyway, but in in that exploration, I teach anatomy courses and functional anatomy. I was like, feedback is huge, right? So I needed something that gives you resistant yeah. resistance. So you get feedback. So you even you do start to realize where your shoulder joint or your knee joint stands in space. So resistance is amazing. Like I'm like. Uh, just a just the aspect of resistance is huge. So I worked with the old traditional plastic therabands. Yes, mm -hmm. I just got really frustrated. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they you know they get tied. People without hands function. You can't wrap them without cutting off their blood supply. Like it just didn't it just didn't cut it and i was telling my husband hey i mean need it i need a strap with loops and this length and and we just did it and that's only that was fall 19 wow now we're refining the production of it and stuff and everything that can be offered around it but so we came out with the we needed a name we called it my strength ability and what it does is Really, you add resistance to A, be more aware to feel where you get the feedback from the muscles, from the fascia, from the joints where your body is in space. And then on top of that, the resistance stretching is a method where you do not only mobilize, but you also strengthen your structure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it is the most efficient way of gaining mobility but also strength at the same time. So it really just, it was this, you know, point in time where it just really started coming together for me, the physio and yoga practice. And it kind of united in this product, although the product for me is really secondary. It's like what it 
to understand the principle of it, of stability and strengthening and lengthening and integration, it's a great tool for that. Yeah. Well, and I think it just makes me think of, you know, other props we use in our yoga practice, whether it's, you know, a bolster or a block or, and I think there is still for, for some people, there is this thought that, well, if I need a block, if I need a strap, if I need a cushion, it's a weakness. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, try brushing your teeth without a toothbrush. Like, <laughs> You're taking care of that, right? Like you're taking care of your tissues. Like you just, there's very useful tools. Like, oh my God, a block you can use in a million ways. There's no rules to it, right? Actually, I carried our broken sofa for a year. Just like <laughs> the strap, a similar thing. Like there's, yes, uh, we offer like to position the basic positions with it, but in the end, you can use it in a million ways and coming in from dance or coming in from yoga everyone will use it slightly different um it's just a tool to um yeah support and enhance function yes and we will life without a friend impossible yeah exactly <laughs> totally that's a good one and we will of course link to um your your training you have online, how to use the strap so people can order a strap and then get a feel for, for how it is to use it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I have lots of free stuff up on, as well on the Instagram and some on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, perfect. And if, you're, if you are already a, a teaching professional, the, the course would like get you on track and how to work with it exactly yeah very cool so we've touched on many different things but i just want to make sure that um we didn't forget anything that you think is important to yeah to touch on to talk about um to create awareness um yeah and also empowerment for whether it's teachers or or practitioners Mm-hmm. Well, we started with that notion, right? Where the bendier, the better kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really time to throw that overboard because it is often the ones that actually suffer from, you know, whatever, torn hamstring, overmobilized SI joints, like the list goes on. Like moving into an era of integrity, um is definitely what I'm where my life works goes into in terms of movement practice and sometimes that's throwing over a certain poses I'm like okay that's just doesn't cut up for me it doesn't work or um I'm gonna focus on that instead like to be even within a movement modality be open like don't get locked into a movement modality as the only truth out there. Like just, you know, to open that up and um, yeah, let it let it evolve. <laughs> really. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. I think it's also because I mean, like we said, you know, we change, we evolve, but also there's more and more 
knowledge that comes out from a collective from science you know there is you know medicine like the body we get to know the body system more and more and more like we know so much more now than what we knew like 50 years ago oh amazing i mean the world of fascia right like we have always worked with fascia we just didn't call it that way <laughs> we've probably a lot of us already done um functional yoga we just didn't call it that way um and in fascia just just about 15 years ago we started realizing oh that's not that tissue what this tissue contract <laughs> um it can cr even create a barrier within the body if there's scar tissue or just not mobilized structure like so much knowledge coming out of that and then the realization oh yoga already has worked with this type of body fascia trains and connection why is the foot connected to the base of your neck and for the beginning years of my practice is like are they just saying that like it's, it's <laughs> so mystical it's like how's the sole of my foot connected to my neck i was like i didn't fully swallow it you know i heard it, it as like why mystify it when you can explain it and understand it and with fascia in this example we can now understand it it's like oh yeah there's actually a track this part of your plantar fascia that connects all the way up to base of your skull and whatever right through your pelvic floor through your diaphragm so the breathing structures yes they are very much your nervous system one to one connected with your body system and yeah we know great stuff now there's a really big focus on the vagus nerve and the polyvagal yeah. theory as well that I think will really change the way we teach and understand the practice as well the more and more books that are out there and conversations that are out there about it as an example so yeah let's let functional be the next one <laughs> yes and I it's so it I love it because it's a constant learning Right, we've never learned out, whether it's in terms of practicing or in teaching or in coaching or in whatever, right? It's always, we always learn more and and also be open to say like, you know what, what I knew a year ago, I know different now. And that's okay too. <laughs> the more you know, the more you know, you don't know. Like, So true. It's so, yeah. And, and you got to stay humble with with it for sure i believe so too yeah we gotta stay humble with what we think we know <laughs> very beautiful <clears throat> way to wrap it up and before we um completely close uh, do you have i ask my guests for a mantra or a quote that maybe guides you or has guided you for longer in your life to yeah, to walk your path and to that gives you strength. And yeah, what is that for you right now? I would say just a few, but one of the like overriding ones is definitely health is wealth. Mm -hmm. Like for me, there's always been, I knew that any investment I do into my health and my well-being, you know, proper sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, regular meals, regular good meals, like all is 
regular practice, like the discipline of just, you know, doing it every day, whatever it is, even if it's just a little bit, um, especially with family life, sometimes it's tricky to get that practice in. But this commitment to the daily portion of health is wealth. Um, yeah, so th that's definitely been guiding me since ever since ever without being an extremist i would say yeah yeah, yeah because then that's not pops yeah. once in a while or you know um not a saint but there's a like a deep daily commitment to that yeah to become your own health expert i learned that a lot uh, in pregnancies and births where I had midwives guiding me to really, like, I doubted the things I was feeling mm -hmm. at first. And they're like, no, we take it seriously. Like, if you think something's not right, you come in now. Like, and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, of course. Like, your body knows how to create something and how to bring it out completely on its own. Why wouldn't you listen to the signs along the way, right? So I was negligent about those Science coming from my body, and I must say, um, pregnancies pregnancies have really taught me a lot in that regard. Um, and we know we know a lot what's right and good for us, and what isn't. Yeah, it's this innate wisdom which sometimes we silence, or which is silenced by the noise from the outside, right? Yes, or we doubt it. Yeah. But to take that um, seriously, and yet you got to stay critical, right? Because sometimes the thinking mind <laughs> is a tricky one. But yeah, well, the inner teacher, to call up on that inner teacher and to hold truth to that, even if your path differs from the path of the people around you, um, will really allow, I think, for this authentic strength that we all have and live. Yeah. I mean, there's probably more. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Thank you so much for all your insight and your wisdom. And yeah, I think it's really great that you created this, my strength ability, <laughs> this awareness of, you know mobility but integrity and i think this this balance of the both is really my takeaway from our talk so thank you so much stephanie thank you andrina for having me and and opening up this conversation there's so much more to come i say it's only the beginning <laughs> absolutely but thank you it's the really the the interest also that drives it when i see like oh people are interested in it it's like it's a huge motivator and to, you know, pull off a training or to whatever it is. Yes, absolutely. Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. How inspiring. I loved my chat with Stephanie and truly health is wealth. I cannot agree more. Taking care of the temple that is called our body with nourishing food, functional movement, and allowing that to evolve and change 
you know, over time, maybe even day by day. And staying with that sense of curiosity that also is so beautiful with Stephanie and exploring our body and as well as paying attention of our thoughts and our emotions and the people, of course, we surround us with, that is also playing into that account of health. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for sharing your thoughts, your knowledge and your wisdom. I'm thrilled that Stephanie is offering a weekly Zoom class with the My Strength Ability Strap starting September. I will for sure join her and hopefully I'll see you there too. You will find the info in the show notes. And as mentioned, you will get a free black strap when buying a red strap. You have to put both items into the card and then use the discount code Andrina TC Podcast. So that's together Andrina Capital TC Capital Podcast Capital. And this is valid until the end of the year. It's also all in the show notes, including a link to the direct offer. Also, I really encourage you to check out Stephanie's trainings, her videos on YouTube and Instagram, as well as, of course, her website, which is healthandyoga.ch. Also, share this episode with your friends, your fellow yogis and yoginis, your students, um, your teachers. Opening our mind to a functional approach in yoga will nourish our practice and our body and therefore our overall health. Also, I would love, love, love if you could give the Life Creation Podcast a five-star review over on iTunes. And if you have two or three words to add as a review, that would be simply be amazing. As mentioned in the beginning, I'm thrilled to share intros as gifts to you, whether you're looking for a 20-minute yoga sequence, a mindful body scan, a EFT video, would like to start exploring essential oils, or maybe you are not even sure and first need more clarity because you feel a little bit foggy. <laughs> All of this you will find under andrinatc.com forward slash gifts for you. And now I wish you a beautiful rest of your day, rest of your evening, whatever you're up to and go out there and create the life that is meant for you. Mm-hmm.